editing Mel, I'm going to hop in here at the beginning to let you know that throughout this recording, my dog was playing with a squeaky toy in the background. I tried to edit out as much of it as I could, but there is still some there. So I apologize for that and on with the episode. Welcome to Let Me Ask My Dad, the podcast where I ask my dad some stuff. I'm your adult child host, Mel. And I'm your dad host, John. So, Dad, I was curious. What was your first job? My first job? I guess technically my first job would have been... There was a a company in town where I grew up that would print those um, advertisement newspapers that just had classified ads in them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Or is this like too far Um, back? So they used to have newspaper they used to print these newspapers that were free and people just throw them on your front porch and they were full of classified ads just uh uh, you know little ads selling shit and you know things like that so i had a job i think i was i was 14 i think it was just barely 14 it's right i had to go get a social security card i remember that so i had to go to the office you didn't already have a social security card no 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 back Back when I was a kid, you didn't get a social security card at birth. Like when you, when you were born, uh, we right away they they even they do it right there in the hospital where you can fill out paperwork to get social security card. Uh, but when well, that I explains was, why my social security card has a signature from when I was like twelve. Right, right, because we have the that we got that card when you were like a few days old. That's or, an old piece you know, of paper. Less, less than a month old, and then uh, uh, then that. Then when you were old enough to sign it, then you you signed it. But mm-hmm. I was, uh, but when I was a kid, they didn't do that sort of thing. That was more probably your generation, maybe. Well, I don't think too much before it. So you had to go to the Social Security office uh, in order to get a job. You had to go get a Social Security card. And in Michigan, then you could get a job at fourteen, uh, not in a bar, but you know, in regular places. <laughs> so, so. Uh, so I went down. I remember going down there and getting the social security guard and card and uh, and actually, if you look at my social security card, my signature was my 14 year old signature, which looks nothing like <laughs> my 55 year old signature. So yeah, uh, I have I have genuinely been thinking for years of just trying to get a new social security card because I want my updated signature on it. Because when I was 12, my signature was this is how they taught us cursive in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. My signature now is, I'm too lazy to write all of these letters. Let's pretend I'm a doctor. (laughs) Exactly the same as me. Exactly the same. But I just, I crammed it all down to what looks like a letter and some squiggles. Yep. So really, you know. Letter squiggle, that is the (laughs) go-to. First letter, squiggle. And then people are like, well, where's the A? And I'm like, right there. They're like, I don't see an A. And I go, it's right to the left of the the two S's and the A and the R. Wait, there's no R in my name. Um, so, so social security card. So I, so I know I was 14 because I went and got my social security card when I was 14. So, uh, they, so this company, I can't remember what the name of it was. Uh, you go, you just went and you picked up these classified ad newspapers and then you walked around, then you just walked around wherever there wasn't even zones. It wasn't like a real newspaper and they would just give me a whole bunch of them and just go throw them on people's front porches. So I did. And then they paid me next to nothing because I was 14 and I thought that was great. But if you want to talk about real first, like real job, it was was uh, at a bakery, Fulton's Bakery in Farmington, Michigan. 
Oh, I remember as a kid you telling us about this bakery a little bit and saying how much you hated the smell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I was a dishwasher. So I just I just washed all the stuff they baked stuff on. And you think that working in a bakery would be the greatest thing ever. But if you work in the back of the bakery, it just smells like burnt sugar all day long. I mean, that's all I would smell is burnt sugar. And, then you know, I was... This is, I think I was still 14 at this time, 14 or 15. So when you're that young, you, you weren't allowed, you're, you had a limit. You couldn't work 40 hours a week. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at your dog. For those who don't know, uh, I, we have video talking back and forth to each other so I can see everything that's going on. We normally record a little bit earlier in the day on weekends. We're recording on a weekday right now. And as you might be able to hear if I leave this in, my dog is currently running around squeaking a toy and hitting all of the uh, vertical blinds. So at, at uh, uh, Fulton's Bakery, you know, working in the back there, it's, um, it's you know, that burnt sugar smell. And it's not like I was working 40 hours because it was... Uh, uh, you know, as a kid, so I think I don't know what the rules were. Maybe it was so it's not like I was there all the time, but just that, you know, maybe a couple of days a week, just smelling that sugar, that burnt sugar for a couple hours. Um, I got to a point where I had no desire to eat donuts at all because I, I always smelled... have the desire to eat donuts. Well, I do now, but <laughs> I, I was probably it went several years where I was like, I don't want any donuts, and it was just from that or anything sweet because that burnt sugar smell was all I could think of with baked goods for for quite some time, or anything from a bakery. So that was that was my first job. I'm guessing the laws were fairly similar to when I got my first job because I was. 16 when I got my first job. I was working at a Tasty Freeze, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of similar to a Dairy Queen, not quite, but pretty similar. And I think our rule was if it's during the school year, you're not allowed to work more than six hours and you can't work past a certain time of day. Like, I don't think you could work past 9 p.m. or something like that. In the summer, they didn't have those. I think you couldn't work more than 40 hours in the summer. But it was all based around if you were going to school or not. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. I, I I don't really remember that far back. I just remember working at the bakery and I remember the sugar smell. Yeah, um, the most annoying thing about the labor laws, at least where I was uh, was as a teen, was they had a loophole where if you were, I think, I don't know if it was under 18 or under 16, because I think I got that job when I was 15. They were able to, if you were under a certain age and working a certain number of hours, they could pay you less than minimum wage. Yeah, I worked for um, uh, an arcade. So I was 17 years old. It's 1983. uh, And I worked at an arcade. So in 1983, for those of you who uh, weren't alive then or you know, haven't seen movies or things like that. Uh, <laughs> arcades were the Arcade, thing. it's like a big room that has games in it, but right. you have to pay yeah. for the games and you have to play them there. But in 1983, <laughs> in 1983, arcades were the thing. I mean, it's like the second season it, of uh, Stranger Things or maybe the third season. I don't remember right, which one. Right. But yeah, if you watch Stranger Things, yeah, you'll know. Arcades, I mean, arcades were the thing. That's where everybody hung, you know, every everybody was a teenager that they would hang out at arcades. That was, I was going to say that was the video game of our time, but it was actually video it games. It literally inside was, of a building. yeah. Because you couldn't really sit at home and play video games. You could. They had the Atari where the, the two tanks would shoot at each other uh, or Pong or things like that. But, you know, the real video games like Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and... Uh, 
Defender. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna come up with another Pac-Man game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Was there was there a baby Pac-Man? I don't remember. There was Probably. a lot of Pac-Man. They went through a lot of Pac-Man games. So there's all these Pac-Man, you know, all all those Atari games, and then there was uh, Williams had Defender and all that stuff. So I worked at an arcade when I was uh, 17, 18. So uh, and they uh, didn't, and we worked overtime. We worked in the summer. We'd work a lot, mm-hmm. and but they. They would not pay us overtime because there was some sort. Well, they told us there was a law in Michigan that if you were an entertainment, if you were an entertainment business, you didn't have to pay overtime. I mean, we're all teenagers. We weren't going to look it up. You know, not, I mean, not, I would believe certain entertainment fields like they probably don't have to pay strippers overtime, but I think they're independent contractors anyway. Right. And 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 honestly, was this an entertainment business? It was a, it, it was well. It was recreation. I mean, it was it was an arcade with a Puppet Golf Course uh, attached to the back of it. Mm. In fact, when I first got the job there, I didn't work inside the arcade. I was the greenskeeper for the Puppet Golf Course. <laughs> Putt Putt Golf is the superior golf game. Although I have heard that regular golf is the superior drinking game. Uh yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I've never played. I've never played regular golf. I've only played mini golf. It's, it's a lot of walking. Unless you've got one of those cool little buggies. I mean, it's cool if you're good at golf. But I mean, <laughs> Golf is a fun game if you're already good at the game. Well, yeah. Because I if feel you're not like good a lot it, of games are, better, are more fun if you're good at them. If it, well, if you're not good at it, not only does it take a long time and you end up, you know, if the drink cart keeps coming by, like if you're tipping the drink cart, the drink cart comes by more. So yep. I mean, that's that's kind of the rule in all in, in all things alcohol. If you're, you know, if where you, you you're tipping at the point, uh, you're going to get served a whole lot more if you're tipping a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it should be. You know, <laughs> I mean, every, everyone should be tipping a lot and then you don't get weighed enough. <laughs> so you said that in the 80s, like the arcade was the cool thing for teenagers to do. Yeah. What about like drinking? Like when I was a teenager, the cool thing for teenagers to do was drink. Did those two overlap drinking at arcade or were they just separate time of the day activities? Oh, no, no. They were happening at the same time. I mean, you couldn't drink inside the arcade. And we had a uh, security guard that walked the parking lot and was generally found teenagers drinking in the parking lot. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean... drinking when you drinking when you're a teenager was big back when my parents were young so when they were teenagers drinking when you're a teenager i think has always been popular yeah as long as there's been drinking i mean i guess when the mesopotamians first made beer the teenagers are probably drinking it you know i don't know who knows well the teenagers were (laughs) drinking it because people didn't live long past that well yeah and if you didn't drink that you'd get some sort of dysentery from the water yeah Uh, but (laughs) once again disclaimer uh, I haven't researched anything that we're talking about today. So the whole yeah, thing we about haven't Mesopotamians up and teenagers, in Mesopotamian times. right? I'm just going off of what I heard a comedian tell say about you know Mesopotamians making beer accidentally. So, but uh, yeah, there. I mean, there was yeah, there, there was drinking and putt putting and arcading. Yeah, there was yeah, plenty of that going on. And when I was off work, yeah, we we drink, go to the putt putt golf course and play drunk. There's other things I'm not going to discuss, but <laughs> there's some things I have to worry about for, I don't know if there's a, I just, I'm not going to talk about those. I talk about just about anything, but oh, I think this is a good idea if I don't talk about 
I'm trying to think of the word of it's not a crime after it's been a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's oh, the, that? uh, the uh, that same term? thing. I was about to say that the uh, um, uh, statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, yeah, was going to say, well, I don't know if the statute of limitations is, you know, See, <laughs> run out yet and drinking illegally at a pump <laughs> golf course. I don't know. <laughs> the first thing my brain went to after the illegal drinking was that you guys would have TP'd the golf course, which oh, really no, says no. something about the times, because back when you and I were kids, there was so much TP, you'd just throw it on stuff. <laughs> For yeah, fun. Exactly. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was in, yeah, you just take it, throw it in trees. I mean, every night before Halloween, we just throw TP everywhere. Sometimes we didn't even need that excuse, just throw TP in trees. And now, you know, it's, I, <laughs> you want to go TP that, that tree? No, I couldn't spare a square. So. <laughs> I have so many things to say about toilet paper because we're in November of 2020, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, well, I mean, anybody who's going to hear this is going to hear it close enough to is going to remember the yeah. you know the great toilet paper famine of 2020. Well, and we're now, in the second like one 21. now. We're in we're in our second wave of the toilet paper famine, and I'm so yeah. annoyed because I do the thing where I I'm probably going to edit this part out where I order groceries through uh, the grocery app on my phone, and then I go pick it up. They bring it out to my car, and they put it in my car. They have a little note where you can write in substitutions for stuff. So I bought the fancy toilet paper that I like. Because if I'm going to wipe my butt with paper, it's going to be some good paper. In the notes, I said, you could do any type of this brand. I'm cool with any size of this brand. I just want this brand because I like this brand. Instead of giving me like a smaller or bigger amount of this nice toilet paper, they gave me a larger amount of shitty toilet paper. They gave me store brand two-ply toilet paper. Like the store brand, like on the label, it literally says equivalent to Scott's toilet paper. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? <laughs> equivalent to the toilet paper you'll find in a portage on. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad about it. Like, I'm genuinely happy that I own a bidet, but also like, I still need toilet paper. Like, come on. I don't want this sandpaper crap. Well, like we we have bidets, but you know, but you're just patent, so it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. But we're still you still got to get the buying, water off. We're still we're still buying the really nice stuff when you know. I go for Cottonelle. Cottonelle's my my jam. I don't I don't know what we get. Uh, Audrey orders that, so yeah. You know, it was funny. I was just thinking the other day. I don't know. Oh, something popped up, and I saw a picture. And did you know that toilet paper used to come in colored rolls? Yes. Like you could get blue toilet paper. They're all pastel type. Uh, blue and green and orange. When I was a kid, I remember going to Mugga's house, which is the name for my uh, my biological mother's mother. I remember going to her house and she has like a pastel pink type theme in one of her bathrooms. And I do remember her having pastel pink toilet paper. Do you remember the brown sink and brown toilet? No, but I do remember the little pieces of soap shaped like roses that sat in a container on top of the toilet that you weren't allowed to use as soap, even though it was yeah, soap. it was soap. It was decorative yeah. soap that's, that's that was always just a tiny bit dusty. I don't know if that is an, uh, uh, a generational thing or if that's a Michigan thing, but like all my aunts did that. There I was, think it's know, a generational were, thing. It's there, like potpourri. Circles. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she had a, a, a toilet that was dark brown. <laughs> In the powder room downstairs, it was a dark brown toilet. And oh, and that, sink, was it that was this, it in the half bath or the full bath yeah, downstairs? Yeah, in the half okay, bath yeah. downstairs. And then I had this sink that was like the crushed up shells that were in some sort of resin, but it was still brownish. <laughs> so, but the brown toilet always threw me off. I mean, there was uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> so you worked you worked at an arcade. So it was yeah. it was um, if you like pina coladas, then uh, bakery, then arcade. Pina coladas. And getting caught in the rain. It was a classified ad. Come on, that's what that song's oh, about. Oh, classified ad. That was a personal <laughs> ad. I don't know if there's personal ads in the one that I, I. I don't even remember what was in there. I don't know what it was called. But yeah, so <laughs> it was so, probably yeah, so, stuff like that. So so yeah, uh, pina coladas, and then uh, what did, what did you say? Pina coladas. Bakery then arcade. Bakery and arcade. Well, I didn't have between, funny things for the other two. I, I did. I did have something between bakery and arcade. I think I had a couple, but one I remember the most was I worked for a guy who had a moonwalk or a bounce house or a what do they call them? Bouncy castles. Bouncy castles. So back in the back in the day, we didn't have all these fancy castles and crap. They were all a dome. They were all mm. just a self-contained dome. And this one a uh, snow looked globe like, for children. Yeah. And they called it a moonwalk. I guess that was the brand name of it then. And it had the one this guy had had a red nose over there. It was supposed to look like a clown's face. But you went inside. It Terrifying. Like Did you go inside the mouth? Was the opening the yeah, mouth? Yeah, and you went inside the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See? Feed your children to the clown god. <laughs> Back in the day? Yeah, you could you could get kids to do that. We weren't afraid of anything. We, we'd let a clown eat us just so we can bounce around inside. <laughs> now you have to... Now that's you have because to be, it hadn't come out yet. <laughs> well, that's right. Because now you have to be all enticed by, by royalty in your bouncy castle. So uh, we were a little tougher back then. Yeah, we we let a clown, we let a clown eat us. We had we didn't bounce around in a castle. Kids these so, days, kids these days won't even let a clown digest them. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have to give them a castle to make them jump. So, uh, so and, and what's funny how how I ended up in that? Uh, me and my friend Andy, we uh, we were going down to the park. I think it was during. It, was, it might have been close to Farmington Founders Festival or something like that. and So they had this thing down at the park that was going on. And we heard there was going to be hot air balloon rides. And neither one of us had ever been in a hot air balloon. And we're like, hey, if we do that, if we maybe we can go get a, you know, like, like help them out for the day for like free. And then they let us go up in this, in their hot air balloon. So we go out there and we're waiting around for the hot air balloons to show up. And this guy pulls up in a truck with one of those smaller trailers back behind it. And he opens it up and he pulls this big thing out and starts unrolling it, which is the moonwalk. Well, mm-hmm. we think it's a balloon. <laughs> so we go over and start talking to him. Hey, you need any help with that? And we get out there and he's like, yeah, sure. So we start helping him out and he's telling us what to do. And then after a little, after a few minutes, we realize this, there's no basket and... <laughs> Wait a minute! This thing looks like it might be a, a moonwalk, and sure enough, it was so a moonwalk. So you got a so, part-time summer job while you and your friend were trying to pull a hot air balloon con. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so then, so then he's like, "Hey, you want to hang out with me all day and and you know take tickets and stuff like that?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." So we did that, and he ended up giving us some money at the end of the day. And we're like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." And he goes, "Hey, uh, you guys want to?" Are you looking for a job? Because, you know, I go around to these fairs all over the place and do this sort of thing. And we're like, okay, yeah, sure. So that's how I ended up with that job. So it was <laughs> it was pretty much me and my friend Andy and then uh, this guy that owned the Moonwalk. And then his daughter worked with him, too. And his daughter was like the same age that, that uh, me and Andy were. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool because we'd go to these different, these different fairs and carnivals. And one of the first things he told us was, 
because uh, he didn't travel with the carnival. This was just a regular dude. Mm-hmm. The first thing he told us is he goes, hey, we're going to carnivals. Stay away from the carnies. <laughs> just stay away from the carnies. And he was like adamant about don't talk to the carnies. Stay away from. Them. And it may be because he had a teenage daughter telling her to, but got us all to stay away from the carnies. So is this where your weird fascination with carnies came from? Possibly. Because I, I feel like you talk about carnies more than anyone else I have ever met. Really? Yeah. I don't think I talk that much about carnies. I do have a I mean, cousin who's a carny. You <laughs> talk about carnies, period. Other people don't really talk about carnies. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, well. I, you it's know. not that you talk about them a lot. It's that you talk about them at all. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you know, that might be a generational thing, too, because carnivals are really big when I was a kid. So, I mean, there's yeah. a carnival going on everywhere at all times in the summer. So, I mean, I also I grew know. up in Alaska where we had the state fair and then random festivals, and that was about it. Yeah, for Rhonda, you had a carnival in February where they had to brush the snow <laughs> off the tilt-a-whirl. The most amazing thing I've ever seen. People oh, riding the swing Rondi. ride when it's four below zero. Ferrandi is so great because you got a bunch of little kids together to get them interested in a dog race that takes forever that they can't actually watch. You make them put on really heavy coats and stand in the snow to watch these people go off with their dogs and try really hard not to tell them that occasionally one of the dogs dies because then you'll upset the children. Hey, you got to make fun when you can make fun in in the winter. You yeah. know, by February, everyone's sick of winter, so... Yeah, it's like, uh... there are fire wa- fireworks. Hey, look, some puppies. Okay, the puppies are going to leave now and be totally fine. Don't worry about the puppies. Yeah. Now let's go get a corn dog and a funnel cake. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. So this this moonwalk guy, I'm curious, yeah. how weird was his facial hair? I don't... I Honestly, I don't remember what he looked like at all. Because if I he was even, just a random dude taking a bouncy castle around to different fairs he's got to have some weird weird facial hair like he's got to no, have a I, giant mustache or some mutton chops or something no because he wasn't like the carnival type at all he he i i remember he just he just looked like somebody's dad i mean he was uh he was just so a he looks exactly guy. like you like i do right now i don't i don't remember what he looked like but i just remember no i'm i'm pretty sure he was more clean cut than i am mm. right now because you know, I do have facial hair, down. but I just remember him. Being I was just really like hoping you were about to say, "Oh no, I don't look like a dad." <laughs> but I got gray hair in my beard, so I must look. You, know, you do look dad-ish. like a dad, yeah. You oh, look okay. like a dad. Okay, uh, but yeah, this guy—he just looked like. I mean, he just there was nothing threatening about him, or there was nothing creepy about him. He's just a normal dude, and he or a normal like dad guy. Where, I mean, he treated us like almost like we were his children. He watched out for us and, and you know, told us not to talk to the carnies and, and you know, let us hang out with his daughter. I mean, it was, but it was, it was fun. I, we did it for one summer. And then uh, I don't know if Andy ever went back, but uh, I just did it for the one summer. And then I think by the next summer I was already involved in something else. So, mm. but it was fun. Got to travel around and set up and tear down and take tickets for a, a you know, you know, the. An, an evil clown that you jump inside i don't know it seems like your teenage jobs were a little bit more interesting than mine but you also i feel like had a lot more jobs than me as a teenager yeah. well i'm only going to count the ones that happened before i was 18 i only had three jobs i worked at the tasty freeze 
I worked at a take and bake pizza place. And then one summer I was uh, on field announcements for the local minor league uh, baseball team, which is how I learned the rules to baseball. There you go. I can watch baseball and understand it. Still do not know the lingo, but I do know how to watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't remember all the, you know, there's all these be like little jobs you know i did deliver newspapers for the local newspaper uh um you know the local regular newspaper and that was back in the day when they didn't bill them through the mail i mean you physically went around and delivered each newspaper and then once a month you'd have to go around and knock on everyone's door Mm -hmm. and collect the money from them and then you write it down in your little book and then you take it in and i worked for one of these companies that didn't care if they got if people paid for the newspaper or not i would be confused about that for a a few reasons first when you're delivering the newspaper it's typically very early in the morning before people are awake what time of day do you go to collect the money okay so this was not a morning newspaper it was just a weekly newspaper okay so i could just deliver it in the afternoon it didn't make a big deal i think they came out wednesdays or something i would just you just Mm -hmm. go out there and deliver on wednesdays and then i would collect you know whenever but it'd be it would be during the day or uh, but it was one of these newspapers that they just said, deliver to every house. We don't care if they pay or not. And then I would go around and do collect, you know, I collect and some of them would pay and some would be like, you know, I, I don't really, you know, really want the newspaper. And I'd say, well, I don't have to collect from you anyway. I can just leave it here. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then I start thinking, man, why am I going around and collecting at all? I could just tell them nobody wants a damn newspaper. But then I figured, well, somebody's, I mean, some people can actually want to pay for the newspaper. So, but I, I knew the people who wanted to pay. You know, after a couple of months, I figured out all the people who wanted to pay and all the people who didn't want to pay. So I would just wouldn't even go to the people who didn't want to pay anymore. I mean, how many how many times do I have to go there for them to tell me, no, I don't want your damn newspaper. But I didn't do that for very long. Delivering newspapers sucks. So I didn't. Well, to me, I didn't enjoy it. So I don't know if this is me being ruined by watching too many uh, dramatic TV shows, but that sounds like a money laundering scheme to me. Yeah, it does. Just deliver it it to anyone. And if they pay, they pay. Just write it down on this piece of paper and it's fine, kid. (laughs) Don't worry about it, kid. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it does. I never thought of it like that. But yeah, it does kind of sound like money laundering. But, you know, newspapers don't do that anymore that you 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 call up their circulations department (laughs) and you or you go online and you sign up for it and you just pay automatically. (laughs) Or you load up the website on your phone and then you get to read the first two sentences and then a paywall shows up. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, okay, crap, I'll pay the 99 cents. But yeah, it was uh, I didn't care much for that that whole thing deliver newspapers i'm trying to think if i had i can't I, you know before 18 is kind of hard there was there was the arcade when i was after i left the arcade i got a job at a fast food restaurant that was the only time as a teenager that i worked in a fast food restaurant which is kind of odd because a lot of teenagers work and, and yep, i worked not- at a hardy's which there's hard i mean that was there's none left in michigan i think there's some still down south but yeah, I think there there's still quite a few on the East Coast and stuff, but a lot of them have converted over to the uh, Carl's Jr. brand. Yeah. Carl's and then Jr. I worked, trash brand. <laughs> when I was, uh, must have been a senior in high school, I went down uh, to the local cable company and I wanted to um, uh, work in their production, you know, their, their uh, well, we called it the production department. It was the community access uh, studio where mm-hmm. we would teach people how to use the equipment and how to make a TV show. And then we'd help them make their TV show and then they'd go on community access. So uh, I went down and asked. I, I just wanted to, you know, get in on it. So I went down because it was the thing I was interested in back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, 
I went down there and said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll work for free. I'll be an intern for you. And they were like, okay. So I did that for a little while. And then they just hired me. They just like, well, we got a position open now. We don't want to lose you. So nice. You want to get paid to doing this? And I was like, all right. And I did that for, I worked, I worked at that one in Farmington for, you know, probably a year or so. And that's when I went off and then I got the job with the video duplication place. And then I left there and went back to only the Livonia play, the, the place in Livonia that did the community access, but it was, it was all people who knew me. So then I went over there, worked there for a little while and then went back to the <laughs> left there and went back to the video duplication place. And then after that joined the air force. So, but uh, there was a, there was a time in between where I worked at a, at a health club at the juice bar and you know, just goofy stuff. Did you at one point ever have any like TV show that went on the community access channel or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did. Uh, well, you know, I helped a lot of them out with it, but then I, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things was I produced my own. It was just a weekly, uh, a Money weekly laundering scheme. <laughs> no, it was a weekly enter entertainment information magazine is what we called it. But basically it was, we just told people, you know, uh, I had a host, my friend Jeff was the host and we built a set and it was basically just telling people what movies were coming up that weekend and where they were showing, uh, what bands were going to be playing at what bars, uh, what special events were going on around town. And it was just a, you know, a half hour show about just, Hey, what sort of activities can you do this weekend? And it was called weekend because it was just about stuff you could do this weekend in the local area. <laughs> that was it. And it did you literally on... just write word for word from the newspaper event section? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, <laughs> I would get, I would get the newspaper and I would find all the different information in the different spots. And then, uh, I, you know, we, I'd write up a script and then we'd, uh, but yeah, I got the information from the newspaper. It wasn't like we just open up their newspaper and read it aloud, but I would, you know, I, I would, would watch find, that show though. Cause I'd have I would... to go through several just a news, different newspapers. Cause it was the whole Detroit area. So, and we did bicycle around other cable companies. So if at one point it was running in a lot of different places on cable <laughs> access around the Detroit area and different, different, uh, I would 100% watch a show that was just someone sitting at a desk, picking up a newspaper, and then reading, <laughs> reading it to it. you. Yeah. I think that you. would be hilarious. There you go. There's the next. There's the next great idea. That should be that should be my Twitch channel because I feel like yeah. Twitch is the thing that that everyone's doing. I don't think it would work very well for YouTube, but Twitch just like opening Twitch up perfect. the newspaper every day. Yeah. Yeah. You could just call it Mel's newspaper. <laughs> no, I would just call it news. News. There you go. The news. <laughs> no, not the news. I don't want it specifically to be all of the news. I just want it to be just news. News. Maybe some some news. Nah, just news. Yeah. Where the hell are you going to find a paper? Um, they do have them here. I know There's because okay. one of my neighbors gets it delivered. Well, one of my neighbors used to get it delivered and then they moved. But I did see a newspaper on their doorstep like every day for a very long time. Okay, so you so have to start getting delivered to your house, or you're going to have to start going places to go pick up a newspaper. Oh yeah, like stores. I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, gas stations have them, right? Probably. I don't know. I don't really go outside right now. I was going to say this. This is not. This is not a conversation I ever expected to have. Where in the hell are you going to find a newspaper? <laughs> like a real like... one you hold. I know that around town they still have those little like boxes that you put some money in and you pull the paper out, but I don't think that's the proper newspaper. I think it's some of those like special papers that are different things, like a like a classifieds or an apartment finder or whatever. Yeah. I don't think like the, 
I don't know what the name of the newspaper for for my city is. So let's just say the Seattle Times. I do not know. I think maybe I could get one at the grocery store. I feel like yeah. they have them at grocery stores. Yeah, you can get them at the grocery store. It is 2020. This is a real weird conversation. Gosh, I bet you they have. I bet you they have newspapers at the grocery store. When they have newspapers at the grocery store. <laughs> I haven't seen a newspaper box in quite some time. Well, the newspaper boxes here are down on the strip and they're not they're not they're normal not newspapers. newspapers. <laughs> no, they're not they're not newspapers. No, they're just advertisements for prostitutes clubs. basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which are not legal on the strip. It's Clark County, they're not legal, so don't get yourself in trouble, kids. Well, they're not legal anywhere in Las Vegas. No, nowhere in Las Vegas. Well, Clark County's you know, Las Vegas Las is in Vegas, Clark County. Yeah. But prostitution's not not legal in Clark County. You have to go over to Nye County. You have to go to Pahrump. Yeah. So, so keep yourself out of trouble when you come to Vegas. Don't call those numbers. <laughs> well, if you do, you got to go out to Pahrump. That is tangentially related to a job that you had. So this is something that I heard from actually a professor that I had in criminal justice when I was going to school in Vegas. He was a security guard at a hotel for a little while. And they used to have this issue where they would see escorts and stuff like that hanging out in the bar, trying to find jobs and stuff like that, and then taking them up to their rooms. They figured out who these people were after a while, and so they would just ha- like go in and be like, okay, like, well, just don't do this here, please, or at least be more subtle about it. Didn't you work <laughs> like security or something like that at a hotel at one point? No, I worked, worked at a uh, hotel at some point, I think. Here? Yeah, here? in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I worked for two months in the rewards center at a casino. Mm. So you probably when didn't I'm, have just to interact with escorts very often. No, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen plenty of them in the casinos. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious, especially like when CES is in town. Yeah, and uh, and you go down to the you go down to the casinos and you'll see this guy that's you know obviously a uh, a software engineer who doesn't get out in the sunlight very often, and uh, has just you know you know has a date who is extremely attractive and dressed like they're for a night on the town yeah. so yeah it's pretty I and mean, you see like hundreds of those that you're like yeah i know th- those are prostitutes so uh but, also but yeah, just I, generally speaking at least in my experience in vegas most people who are like out and about having a fun night tend to be with friends you don't really see people out by themselves yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. I mean, you get an eye for it pretty quickly living here, that you can you can pick out who's who's working. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I've I've had them come. I've had it come up to me down on um, Fremont Street. There's this. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna give away all their secrets now. So I was walking down Fremont <laughs> Street, and there is uh, a woman in front of me, and she turns around and looks at me a couple of times, and I'm alone, and she looks back at me. She goes, "Are you following me?" I'm like, no, nope, not following you. I'm just going to my hotel, or I'm just going back to my hotel room. And and uh, and then she then she rolls back and goes, oh yeah, where are you staying? Do you want some company? You know, it's like, no, not interested. Thanks. But it's <laughs> it's one of those. Hey, are you following me? And that's they're just you know getting you off guard. So then they can be like, hey, want some? Want to have some fun? That, so. like the anticipation with that line is that they're gonna say no and be defensive and stuff. What happens if someone says, yes, I am following you? Yes, I am following you. I, I don't know. Then she just goes, well, that following's not free. I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, I'm leaving now. Please don't murder me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are you following me? Hell yeah, I'm following you. I don't know where I'm going. I gotta follow someone. <laughs> I'm lost in this yeah. in this street that only goes one direction and has hotels on either side. Yeah, I figured you might be. You look like you might be hungry for ice cream, and that's what I wanted was ice cream. So that's why I'm following you. Oh, and look, there's an ice cream place right there. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I would say somehow this was still less tangential than the last episode we recorded. You think so? Because this one just seems like it's going to be a mess to edit. So, um, sorry. I don't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all the time we have uh, this week on Let Me Ask My Dad. Our intro and outro music is Catch Up by Ben Lebowitz. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere at AskDadCast or using the hashtag AskDadCast on Twitter. Um, we appreciate it if you shared us with your friends. And as always, have a great day. Bye-bye. 